a reading from the first book of Kings. At the mountain of God, Horeb, Elijah came to a cave where he took shelter. Then the Lord said to him, go outside and stand on the mountain before the Lord. The Lord will be passing by. A strong and heavy wind was rendering the mountains and crushing rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, there was fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. After the fire, there was a tiny whispering sound. When he heard this, Elijah hid his face in his cloak and went and stood at the entrance of the cave. The word of the Lord.
A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, I speak the truth in Christ. I do not lie. My conscience joins with the Holy Spirit in bearing me witness that I have great sorrow and constant anguish in my heart. For I could wish that I myself were accursed and cut off from Christ for the sake of my own people, my kindred according to the flesh. They are Israelites. There's the adoption, the glory, the covenants, the giving of the law, the worship, and the promises. There's the patriarchs. And from them, according to the flesh, is the Christ who is over all. God bless forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Proclamation from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. After he had fed the people, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and proceed him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. After doing so, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. Meanwhile, the boat, already a few miles offshore, was being tossed about by the waves, for the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus came toward them walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they said. They cried out in fear. At once, Jesus spoke to them, take courage, it is I, do not be afraid. Peter said to him in reply, Lord, if it's you, command me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, come. 
Peter got out of the boat and he began to walk on the water toward Jesus. And when he saw how strong the wind was, he became frightened. And beginning to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand, caught Peter, and he said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? After they got into the boat, the wind died down. Those who were in the boat did him homage, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. The Gospel of the Lord. I love Psalm 121, and it says, Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. A friend gave me a framed picture of this scene that we just heard in the gospel, but it was a unique vantage point. It showed Jesus from Peter's vantage point, Peter underneath the water drowning, and he looks up and there's Jesus standing on the surface and suddenly, immediately, as we heard in the gospel, this hand plunges beneath the surface to grab a hold of Peter and save him from drowning. That same hand is now plunging, reaching out to you and me to help us, to save us. If you feel lost, Jesus will save you. If you're caught in an addiction, Jesus will bring you into recovery. You may be stuck in anger or lust or gluttony. Jesus will get you unstuck. And maybe you just feel down. <laughs> Jesus will lift you up. The hand of Jesus. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. When I studied in Israel, I had the privilege of studying the scriptures in Israel back in the 80s when I was in the seminary. They actually have a name. I found out that they have a name for these storms. They're called sharkias. They come very suddenly, very quickly. They're intense, they're ferocious, they're terrifying, they're overwhelming, and they're deadly. People die in these storms on the Sea of Galilee. But storms in the Bible are always a metaphor for real life. What are the storms that people are going through right now? You may have an operation looming. People are going through divorce, grieving the loss of a loved one, dealing with physical sufferings, growing older, relationship trials, you name it, there are storms, problems, difficulties, trials in life. And we all have the storms, but this narrative, this story is telling us that we're not alone. Our help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Jesus is in the storm, and Jesus is sovereign, Lord of the storm. Notice he was walking on the water. Peter says something totally outrageous and unexpected, right in the middle of the storm. He has the audacity to say, 
Lord, let me come to you on the water. What I'd like to say to you right now is that don't let the storms stop you from your destiny. <laughs> I love Peter because he had audacity. He had guts. He had passion. He had soul. He believed the words of Jesus who taught all things are possible to the one who believes. He believed enough to, tell, to ask Jesus, let me come to you on the water. You see, it's in our DNA, deep within us all. It's in our DNA to do mighty things, <laughs> to achieve, to realize our potential, to become all that we can be. Peter took Jesus at his word. He got out of the boat, and get this, a common, ordinary fisherman, a person just like you and me, walked on the water. What does that tell me? It tells me that we all have potential, that we can all achieve. We can dream dreams and live our destiny in a way that we too can walk on the water. Theodore Roosevelt, Theodore Roosevelt years ago, wrote a document called The Man in the Arena. And he challenged us to dare greatly. Don't be lukewarm or mediocre. Get out of the boat. Push the boundaries. Dream dreams. Take chances in your life. And as Jesus put it, launch out into the deep for a catch. His mother Angelica who said, unless you're willing to do the ridiculous, God will not do the miraculous. Did you hear that? Unless you're willing to do the ridiculous, God will not do the miraculous. And as you know, this contemplative nun, against all odds, with all kinds of storms, founded a global Catholic television network. Why? Because she got out of the boat and she walked on water. It actually honors God when we are brave and risk and daring and get out of the boat. It honors God because it demonstrates that we believe in a God who is almighty, a God who is for us, and a God who is able. And in my ministry, I always try to motivate people to be their best, to dream dreams, to live with passion, and to achieve their potential. And that's what we get a glimpse of what Peter is doing here. He got out of the boat and he walked on water, the common ordinary fisherman. How much more so, you and me? But alas, took his eyes off Jesus, looked at the storm, got distracted, became frightened, and as we know, began to sink. Last week, a week ago today at World Youth Day, Pope Francis echoed Saint the sentiment of St. John Paul II when he told the hundreds of thousands of young people gathered, be not afraid. He said, I'd like to look every one of you in the eye and tell you personally, be not afraid. I know fear. I know panic. It almost stopped me from becoming a priest. I was so afraid of getting up in front of people, even reading in public. I was afraid of panic. I was afraid of sinking. I was afraid of what everybody thought of me. You see, fear is a destiny destroyer. But here's what I've discovered. If you run from fear, it gets worse. But if you stand up to it, you can do it. 
even though you feel fear, even though you're afraid. I like to say, do it afraid. Get out of the boat, have courage, and God will fight your battles. Be audacious and live a significant life. So Peter was sinking, and he was afraid, and he tried, and it wasn't working, and Jesus, the hand of Jesus, grabs him and saves him from drowning. I remember in my seminary days when I was studying in Israel, favorite place to go, love to go to Jerusalem, very beautiful city, and so historic, of course, Jesus died and rose there, but my favorite place to go was the Sea of Galilee. Sea of Galilee, kind of like Lake Tahoe, about 12 miles long, seven miles across, beautiful place. The Jewish people go there now to fish, to recreate, to take vacations. Well, about 40 of us were studying. There were priests and seminarians and some lay people. And one day we were going across the Sea of Galilee in a boat, beautiful sunny day. All of a sudden, right there in the middle of the Sea of Galilee, the captain cut the engine. We're all just floating there. It's real quiet. Thinking about that story that I just proclaimed to you about Jesus in the storm. And all of a sudden, in the midst of our prayer, somebody started singing a song, a song I hadn't heard since I was a little boy. It was that famous song, put your hand in the hand of the man who stilled the waters. Put your hand in the hand of the man who calmed the seas. Take a look at yourself and you will look at others differently by putting your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Wow. I invite you right now, wherever you are, whatever storm you're going through, to reach out your hand to the one who reaches out his hand to you and surrender to him. Surrender to Jesus. He's there for you. He'll lift you up. He'll help you. You see, this is a story about the contrast between fear and faith. Fear makes us sink, but faith lifts us up. And faith is more than just believing that Jesus exists. Of course he exists. He's risen. He lives forever. But faith, mature faith, is trusting in him. I like to put it this way. Lean upon the everlasting arms. Rely upon him. Have confidence in him. Give your life, depend on him. Sister Faustina said it right years ago when she wrote, Jesus, I trust in you. Think about your life right now. What are you going through? What kind of storms? The hand of Jesus is there to lift us up, to keep us strong. I love what it says at the end of the gospel. Truly, you are the son of God. You ever want to have a powerful prayer time? Just stand before Jesus and pray that. Truly, you are the Son of God. No matter what you're going through, no matter how it seems like you're sinking, his hand is always there to help us and to raise us up. He's not going to let you drown. You're not going under, not on his watch. His hand is there. But put your hand in his. Watch what happens. I want to conclude with a story, a story I heard about a 10-year-old boy in Florida. He had a lake in the backyard there, and he went out to do a little fishing. He got a little too close to the lake, and sure enough, an alligator came and grabbed him by the leg and started to pull him under. 
He started screaming and yelling, and his mother in the house heard him. She comes running out. She's got these long fingernails, grabs him by the, by the arm, holds him, and it was like a tug of war, this little boy and the alligator and the mother. Well, somehow, someway, the mother was able to get that boy out of the alligator's mouth. Next day, he's in the hospital, all bandaged up on his legs. His friends came to see, you know, and they're all looking at the wounds that he had on his leg, and of course, he wants to show them the wounds. And, but then he said to his friends, this is what I'm most proud of, not the wounds on my leg, but the wounds on my arms. And you look on his arms, there was these long red wounds, these long red scars where his mother had grabbed a hold of him and wouldn't let him go. And he said, that's what I'm most proud of, that my mom wouldn't let me go. And today we hear the story about Jesus grabbing a hold of Peter and you and me. And I can guarantee you this, whether you're lost, addicted, stuck, or simply down, Jesus will not let you go.